Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 23rd of January, 2023. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. And from there, you can select numerous venues to listen to the episodes on. Also, if you want to go directly to my Anchor FM uh, hosting site, just type in spacegab.space. It's also, I do have it on archive.org, also, the uh, episodes. So there's there's all kinds of places where you can uh, listen to Space Gab podcast on, or at, or anywhere throughout the universe. Well, as far as, uh, I guess, internet connections uh, make it, so that's not too far out there. So depending on the internet, actually, well, with, with, with uh, all the satellites going up with the internet connectivity, hey, who knows how far... The Space Gab podcast can be received. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> to get off of that, well, we were it was space related anyway. But uh, hey, remember Lucy? Not the TV show, but the Lucy mission I talked to you about a a number of podcasts ago is going to be a twelve year mission to journey to eight different asteroids. Uh, and you can read more about Lucy on uh, many websites just to, if you want to look at the mission. Well, but today I was going to let you know that uh, Space News uh, has a article about NASA suspends efforts to fully deploy Lucy's solar array. Remember, after it was launched and it was uh, deploying its solar arrays, only one of them actually locked in place. One of the two locked in place. Um, they're what seven point three meters in diameter. Uh, the first one unfolded and latched into place as designed. The other did not. And uh, engineers spent months trying to diagnose the problem, uh, concluding a loss in tension in the lanyard used to deploy the array kept it from fully unfolding and latching into place is what they came up with. And uh, so they're just going to kind of stop right now. They're going to suspend the efforts to do it, and we'll see what happens when it's on its journey to all those different asteroids. Uh, hopefully all will go well, and it's got enough um, sunlight to uh, on that array, even though it's un, not folded out completely. It does have the the one to be the primary now, but it's got, like I said, it's got two. Um, and hopefully it will be able to generate sufficient power. And the whole article talks about this. It's on spacenews.com if you want to go check it out. Oh, by the way, I do have a link to this article on my Twitter feed along with all the other articles I'm going to be talking about today and articles that I haven't talked about today or in the past. I've got all kinds of stuff out there. So to get to my Twitter feed, go to twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. So it's M-I-K-E and then an underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-A. I got lots of stuff out there, mostly space things, space related, but some personal stuff too. Um, some interesting things and, uh, Sometimes I throw just some regular old news in there that's going on. If it's some hot and heavy news that's going on, like um, there has been some hot and heavy news this last few days, unfortunately. Not news that was good, anyway. And I did kind of follow that and put some things out there. And uh, Because I used to have an old... Um, back in the day, I had uh, a newsblab.com, it was called. And I actually reported news and uh, followed the media for like six or seven years, something like that. 
But uh, yeah, it was a pretty popular site at the time. Actually, very popular at the time. And I've shut that down a long time ago. But every once in a while, I still do some stories under the guise of newsblab.com on there. And uh, you can still see the archives for a bunch of the newsblab.com stuff. On Also, you know, all the uh, Space Gap stuff is either in the archives out there or currently uh, posted on different websites. Apparently, it's going out to a lot of places. Somebody contacted me. Um, and was wondering, you know, where 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 do you host this at? Well, it's I see it in a bunch of places. Well, I host it on Anchor FM, and I guess they reach out and and put it on a bunch of other places like Spotify, Google, a, a bunch of places. Like I think are like eight, nine, ten different places. They actually um, have ability to reach back, reach out, and listen to the Space Cab podcast. But then I also put it on. I have an account on the. Uh, uh, archive.org site that's really popular because you can have you can see websites from way back way back into the 90s maybe even the 80s but I do put all all my uh, I put all my comic strips out there that I used to do and a bunch of other things along with all the uh, Space Gap podcasts uh, audio files are out there too so there's all kinds of places to go and listen to Space Gap well Rocket Lab was going to be launching uh, at, from Wallops Island in Virginia, their first, um, what was it, their first electron mission, electron rocket, from Virginia, their first mission. They were going to do that today. But because of weather, they now have delayed it. They're targeting tomorrow, the 24th, for the first mission. So we'll see um, what happens. The launch window, it says, opens at uh, Eastern Time, 1800 Eastern Time. So uh, that's a rocket lab. First launch of their Electron rocket from Virginia. Well, I was flipping channels the other day and uh, ended up on, uh, was it Me TV and the Thunderbirds, the TV show from way back. If you're old like me, you'll remember the Thunderbirds, although people can watch them now. Remember, they were a bunch of marionettes that they did all this cool stuff with these uh, really... Um, out-of-this-world stuff, I mean, futuristic devices and aircraft and spacecraft and the whole bit. I mean, these marionettes, actually, it, it was like watching a show w- without the humans, but the humans were um, there as the marionettes. And if, you, if you've never seen the Thunderbirds, check it out. If you've seen them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But as a kid, I was intrigued. I, I, was, I watched this thing all the time. It was so cool. And I had forgotten because uh, Thunderbird 5 was actually an in-orbit, an in-orbit satellite, uh, almost like a space station in orbit. Uh, that's what Thunderbird 5 was. So that's why I kind of put a little blurb on the on my Twitter feed about thund- the Thunderbirds uh, TV show and Thunderbird 5 being in space. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. But yeah, I guess when you're, you're young and you see things like this, back in the day when, when you actually had TV shows like this, I don't even, don't even get me started on what's on TV nowadays for uh, for people, to, and especially the kids to watch. Oh, don't even get me started. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, back then, the, the shows were much, much more wholesome and moral and educational, for real education and historical, or teaching history and things like this. But um, yeah, it, nowadays, if I had kids, I wouldn't even let them watch TV probably. Wouldn't even let them watch it. And I know some neighbors around here don't. They don't let their kids watch TV. I don't blame them from what's on. I mean, as adults, we've got to be careful, too. Okay, 
Okay, off the soapbox, off the soapbox, Mike. But anyway, yeah, the Thunderbirds. Um, back then, it was just a simple show and interesting. I, I guess it's probably a little bit of. I don't know. I don't think it was risque. I, I can't remember. Um, if it was, I was probably too young to realize that. But um, it, it very their their storylines were very interesting, very adult like as the storylines were. But it was mostly a show for kids. But here I was, this weekend. Watching an episode of the Thunderbirds, my said my wife says, "What are you watching?" I go, "You've never seen this, the Thunderbirds?" She goes, "No." I go, "Wait a minute." Oh, okay, you were playing with Barbies and stuff back then. She goes, "Yeah." I go, "Okay, I was watching stuff like this, you know, and uh, and other th- shows back then." Um, and they and the thing is, is like it's this me TV. I looked at the uh, the lineup, a bunch of the shows. And sure enough, there's a bunch of those shows on there now that I used to watch growing up. So I'm going to have to go check it out, I guess, um, to see some of those wholesome shows uh, every once in a while. But yeah, Thunderbirds. Thunderbird 5 was in space. CNSA Watcher on Twitter sends out, uh, let's see, China's astronauts at the Tiangong Space Station, CSS, are celebrating and decorating. I guess they are. Uh, they, he's got a video out there that shows them at the Tiangong Space Station, uh, decorating it for the the New Year. Uh, let's see, what does it say? Happy Spring Festival, Happy New Year, uh, Lunar the Lunar New Year, 2023, and Chinese New Year, uh, 2023. Their hashtags say, and so you, he's got a he shared a video of them celebrating up there, these uh, Chinese astronauts at the Tiangong uh, Space Station. If you'd like to go check it out. Yeah, they they uh, very colorful. Uh, the banners and the, and the flags and the signs they have up there, and they're showing them. I'll tell you. But uh, yeah, go check that out at the Twitter feed on my Twitter feed if you'd like. Also concerning the Tiangong Space Station, Andrew Jones tweets out detailed renders of the three Tiangong Space Station modules, and uh, he has included very detailed graphics of the three modules. Uh, and it, they're really good if you want to go check it out. I, this, this is almost like a must-see if you're you know, space enthusiast looking at these modules, how they have it broken down. Very detailed, and um, they're very descriptive also, these, these graphics here that Andrew Jones has tweeted out about those three modules. It's the first time I've seen this, this in this, de- this much detail. So, uh, like I said, space enthusiasts really like, uh, as we talked about last week, it doesn't matter which country... Uh, they have space information, space news about. Space enthusiasts like to read about all kinds of space stuff, no matter, regardless of the country, things like this. So that's why I I try to post as much as I can. Well, there's so much. There's so much space news that goes on nowadays uh, during the week. Just in one week, you're bombarded with all kinds of space news. That's why you've got so many people now that have podcasts and and video uh, casting. And I mean, just it's gone crazy i mean there's so not crazy but i mean crazy meaning massive there's so much information out there it's almost like overload uh, information overload a lot of people are duplicating their um coverage of a lot of things that are going on so there it's kind of a battle for a lot i know a lot of the live feeds as far as launches are concerned you've got i don't know how many people out there now putting out products that show the different launches the live feeds and the coverage of all things, but there's some main ones that are still out there 
that are supported pretty much by a lot, the majority of the space community, I guess. And then there's other, other, other new people jumping on the bandwagon. And it's always, it's always good to see new people jumping on the bandwagon as far as uh, interest in space, as far as podcasts and all this like that. Um, so it, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's growing. I know, um, what, what, last week, I think, did I talk about Feedspot? That Feedspot website, they post um, the top, the different top podcasts in different categories. I may have said it already, but I'll just say it again real quick, just in case. But I remember it used to be they would they would post the um, the top fifteen. I'll I'll use space podcasts as an example. They used to post the top fifteen space podcasts, and Space Gap podcast a lot of times was in that top fifteen. I actually made it all the way up to eleventh one time. I was the 11th most popular podcast, and then I kind of dropped down because I, because then you had so many other new podcasts jumping on the bandwagon, um, and now I think they post, then I think it went up to the top 30, then the top 50, now I think they post the top 70, uh, I think it says top 70 space podcasts that are must-listens for 2023 for this year, and um, the Space Gab podcast, my podcast is number 13 out of those top 70 still, so I'll, I'm no longer 11 where I was with the top 20, I guess, or the top 50, maybe it was at that time. But I'm number 13, the 13th ranked. So that's that's really great. I'm, I appreciate that. I guess I didn't realize it until this other day that I have like a 1,000 uh, followers just on the feed spot for the podcast. I have no clue. I can tell you right off. Be, to be honest, I have no clue how many people listen to the Space Gap podcast. I have no clue at all. And I, I really, I'm not, in, I'm not interested in the numbers. I'm just glad that somebody listens to it. But yeah, they said that Feedspot has a thousand followers. They, they posted something to me, and I'm guessing that's just on Feedspot. And there's so many other venues. I guess I don't know, but uh, hey, who, who's ever listening to my Space Gap podcast? I appreciate it. I really do. And uh, number thirteen out of the top seventy now for on Speedspot. Speed spot, speed spot, speed spot. Easy for me to say, but uh, yeah, feed spot podcast. I do, and I do have a, a link on the Twitter feed that talks a little bit about that. It actually has a link that can, it takes you right to the um, the follow page if you want to follow. It shows up there a thousand followers, you know, and all this. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad I started in 2013 for this podcast. I used to do other podcasts before that. I think all the way back to like 1999, 2000. When I was doing that news blab stuff, I did some podcasts back then, and then um, some other podcast type podcast, the paranormal stuff, which I do not do anymore. I do not do paranormal things. No, no, no. Uh-uh, I don't do anything like that anymore. But I had a bunch of those, and um, I think the last time I did paranormal podcasts were uh, Ghost Gab. I think it was called Ghost Gab back in uh, was it 2014? 2014. 2015 time frame, I guess it was, because I could stop Space Gab in 2013 after I had a few, you know, for that year. Then I something happened in my life where I, um, I don't want to get into that, but anyway, I uh, started doing this Ghost Gab podcast, and so I did a few, I think like, like 14 or about 17, maybe 17, 18 episodes of that with some people, but it, they were my podcasts, and, and then I stopped, and then I jump back on the space gap again later on after that. So anyway, where was I, where was I going with this? <laughs> so, whatever. Okay. Anyway, but podcasts are out there. Uh, thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate it. No, I don't know how many of you out there, out there are out there, 
but I do appreciate it. Well, did I go on a tangent on that? I was just rambling. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that, you know, I just, you know, I'm, this is not my first rodeo on podcasts. I've been doing it for a long time. And uh, really appreciate it. And, I, and like I said, I'm glad there's a whole bunch more people jumping on, especially space, as far as this, this time. And speaking of space, did you see what I saw? Buzz Aldrin, you son of a gun. He, not only did he have a birthday, but then he tweets out, this is on the, the 20th of January, he tweets out, on my 93rd birthday and the day I will also be honored by living legends of aviation. I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, uh, let's see, Dr. Anka Fauer, is that Fauer? F-A-U-R. And I have tied the knot. We were joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in Los Angeles and are excited as eloping teenagers. Buzz, congratulations to you and your bride. I did write you something. We talked long ago, and I think I, I'm not sure if I put that on the Twitter feed or not, but I'm probably on one of the Twitter feeds, and I probably talked about talking to Buzz Aldrin back in the day when I used to do, I think, yeah, I think I was doing News Blab back then. And uh, he came to a, uh, I got invited to a luncheon. I used to be big in the space stuff. And if you know my background and if you go to my, you know, website, you can see my, um, one of them, I think it's uh, mycoletta.com. I think I have a breakdown of how I supported space for many, 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 many years, what I did and things like that. You can see my, what I did, some of the stuff that I did. Some of the stuff that I did. But space was one of the things. And I used to support the launch ranges, as I said before, and uh, NASA and a bunch of other uh, groups. I think I have patches for all the places I supported, all the organizations I supported. I think I have that on that website too um, and some other things. But I, I, I did a lot. I did a lot. And, and space was the, the probably the biggest part in, in, near the end of my career, probably about a, almost two decades before I, I retired. Uh, I was supporting space in one way or another. Like I said, you can see it out there on the website. But anyway, I got to go to the Space Symposium. I think it was, was it 2003? Right around there, maybe a little after. But I think Buzz has been there since that too. I think he was there after 2003. But that might have been the astronaut's lunch. But it was the astronaut's lunch because I supported those people uh, for so many years on doing many different things that uh, I got to go to the lunch and I covered it in uh, with Newsblab too, just being there. So I got to sit down with Buzz and talked with him for a little bit, listened to him talk to some other people. It's really cool. But um, yeah, so he got married. He had a birthday. Was it was it ninety three? I think he's is he ninety three, something like that. Ninety something. Darn Buzz, I don't I don't have it here. It's not on the uh, the where I posted. It's probably at, at oh yeah, I read it, didn't I? It's <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh I'm. I'm not 93 yet, but it wouldn't, you know, whatever. Anyway, on my 93rd birthday, so he's 93, but uh, he got married. Go check it out. If you haven't seen him, even his his website uh, for Twitter, his Twitter feed is at the real buzz. Is his Twitter feed, Buzz Aldrin. You can go check it out. Actually, go to his because I, all I have is one little link here. Go to Buzz's website. He's got way more more important stuff than I've got. Buzz Aldrin. I actually have him. I'm looking to my left of my computer here, 
And here is Buzz, a big photograph of Buzz Aldrin on the moon. You can see Neil Armstrong, uh, the reflection of Neil Armstrong taking this picture. And I'm sure if you're a space enthusiast, you have seen this photograph before, no doubt. And you can see Neil's reflection in Buzz's uh, helmet visor, the reflection. And Buzz is right there. And I have him. Now I took him off the wall to put something else on the wall. But I have him on a, his own pedestal. I actually have one of those uh, TV where you can put a television on a pedestal. And it sits up about, oh, about four foot off the ground. I actually put this photograph, this framed print, good-sized print, on this pedestal. And it sits right next to me right here right next to me while I'm doing the Space Cab Podcast. So I salute you, Buzz Aldrin. Well, I'm saluting your print, anyway. And I'm saluting now, I'm saluting you and your new bride on uh, the computer screen. Buzz Aldrin, you son of a gun. Oh, and I think your bride is 63, I think. So she's 30 years younger than you. Uh, 63, I think the article said. So there you go. Another one from CNSA Watcher. It says, uh, you two, two. Lunar Rover and Chang 4 Lunar Lander woke up on January 15th and 16th, continuing their exploration on the moon on the, uh, let's see, in the 51st lunar day. So they're back at it again. They woke those uh, spacecraft up, China's spacecraft up on the moon, on the lunar surface, and they're busy doing what they do up there now. So I guess they also, um, the space station up at our International Space Station, they had a successful first spacewalk for the year 2023. I guess they uh, installed some hardware preparing the, uh, let's see, station for the next rollout solar array is what it says here on their blog. But, yeah, it goes into way more detail if you want to go check it out. Um, I did follow uh, the, the beginning of that spacewalk and didn't watch much of it after that, but I did see that they were successful as far as uh, when they did finish and all went well, apparently, in preparation for their next spacewalk uh, when that one is scheduled. I'm not sure. Maybe the article actually talks about that, and you go check it out if you'd like. Uh, on my Twitter feed, I do have a uh, link to the, the uh, post. Also, at uh, space underscore station is the International Space Station's Twitter account, if you want to go check it out. They've got all the details and probably past video of this uh, space walk, if you'd like to go check that out, too. Give me space. Not really. that. I don't mean that way. I mean, give me space. Space, like in Space Gab podcast stuff. Anyway, I, we were at, my wife and I were shopping at a little vintage store downtown, one of the little cities not too far from us here, and I saw a cool-looking little sign. Uh, you know, when when you've got a quote, somebody's talking in a cartoon or something, they put a little bubble up there with a kind of a little tick that's going toward your toward your face or toward your mouth, and uh, then they have a little the text is inside that little bubble, that little balloon or whatever they want to call it. There's probably a proper proper name for that, but I don't know what it is. Anyway, a little balloon with a tick. So. Anyway, I found one that says, give me space with some little shooting stars on it. And what I, what do I do? I go over there, grab the, the selfie camera, which is the phone, and hold this thing up to my face and click. And there it is on my Twitter feed. It just says, give me space. And you can see me there with 
this thing next to my face saying, give me space. And I get home, my wife goes, you know, that thing was cute. You should have bought it. I go, nah, I don't need that. Well, guess what? It's sitting here on my cabinet right behind me. Next day, I went down there. It was real cheap. I think it was like six, seven bucks. Made out of wood, and somebody had painted it on there and all that. But it's real cute if you want to go check it out. But, yeah, that's all. That's the only one they had. Give me space. So, you know, I it was space-related. I wasn't going to get it. The little selfie uh, shot for the Twitter feed was, was going to be enough. But now, here it is. Hey, I can, well, I guess I can use it again, but why? I can just use this photo again. Anyway, give me space. Yeah, that photograph, the give me space photograph, Definitely, you can see my Duck Dynasty beard, if you know what I'm talking about. And uh, hopefully, because I've repositioned the microphone. Remember two podcasts ago, and I think I talked about a last podcast where I was, my beard was scratching up against the microphone. It was like on, on the audio. So hopefully, I fixed that. I, I moved that uh, so the microphone is in front of me now above the beard. So it seems like it works okay, I think. But yeah, that's that's my Duck Dynasty beard there. Uh, in that photograph. Well, I missed it because I was sleeping right around 3.30 or so. What is it? Uh, it was a bolide. It was a giant meteor. become became a meteorite when it came through the atmosphere. And did it ever come through the atmosphere? I have some videos on the Twitter feed. Twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. As you can see, I shared these videos with uh, on the Twitter feed. And also with others. Our our local meteorologist, Laura Mock, who I watch in the morning usually, she posted on her page, Twitter feed, uh, there was a bolide and on her Facebook. And I went, son of a gun. And she said, check your cameras. We're a report of at this time over Oklahoma here. And I, it was not only seen over Oklahoma, it was seen by over a bunch of states. And you'll see in the video why. Well, People were sharing it, and a couple, you know, there were at the in the beginning, you really couldn't hear any sounds on some of the videos. Then one video came out that she posted that you could hear uh, the sound, but you could hear those uh, those boom, 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 boom on some of those videos. Now, one of my neighbors on our local page on Facebook posted this. I went, "Oh my gosh, that's the best one I've seen so far," and I wrote her. I said, "Which? Where's your?" camera which direction is your camera pointing and where are you located and there are a couple blocks from me here and that if you see the video and you'll see it there talking about my neighbor's video of this bolide coming in over oklahoma you can see why the the meteorite is coming down or coming through the atmosphere right in the center of her doorway opening if 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 this thing didn't come down right there, her camera, I guess it's a ring cam or something, wouldn't have caught it. But it not only caught the video of this bolide busted up in the atmosphere and glowing and popping and getting brighter and getting dimmer, you could hear the, uh, the, the, the sounds that this thing was making, the sonic booms as this thing was making as it was entering the atmosphere. And like I said... It's probably, the, so far, the best audio I've heard. Although, you know, these microphones aren't the greatest. So although you can you can hear the pop, 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 as it's coming through, um, the it's not the greatest. It's not like full fidelity. But it was cool that she caught it. And I said, hey, can I share this? And she said, sure, go ahead. So I sent it to Laura. I sent it to a few other people. Put it on the Twitter feed. But, yeah, I have this bolide. 
and this was on the 20th of January, that uh, this thing came through the atmosphere. But I think, and they, they did, they figured out where the path was and how many people, and they, they were still gathering data because quite a few people saw this uh, meteor come through the atmosphere and become a meteorite. And then you had people posting, oh, look, look what I found, a part of the meteorite. And you could tell these things were not meteorites. And I went on there and I gave some indication. Here's, a, here's some examples of some meteorites. I have a small collection in two little cases. I took pictures and sent them out there. And it, it might have been Tektite, but I don't even think it was that. But then one person on there, and I think I do have a copy, uh, a link, did post a, what looks like a meteorite from that area where it fell. So I know um, they, people were saying, hey, Laura was saying, hey, if you're a meteorite hunter out there and you want to, if you're going, I would gladly tag along, she said. So I don't know if she got to tag along on this meteorite hunt or not, but or however many people are actually looking for these meteorites. But I'll bet you you can get some. You, I'll bet you on this one because of the way it looks. It was pretty good size, I, I think. Good size in a meteorite doesn't mean it's big, big in this case. But maybe enough to... Uh, be found on the ground. Now, if this one that they did post, and I do have a, a post, a, a reply on there that I talked to the, the media of the other, this is another meteorologist for another TV station in Tulsa. I said, yeah, that, that one might be for real. It was a pretty good size one, if it was. So I guess we'll find out. I think there they're going to be, there'll be some follow-ups on possibly people finding pieces from this bolide. January 18th, SpaceX Falcon 9 put a GPS-3 satellite into orbit successfully. I've got some links from SpaceX on the Twitter feed showing that launch and more. And locally here, one of the uh, a number of the Tulsa TV stations had some reporting done from the Tulsa Air and Space Museum. They were saying that they were it was at risk of closing its doors for good. I think one of the uh, local representatives is pushing forward a bill, try to get some tax exemptions going on for this um, Tulsa Air and Space Museum to save it some money. I guess operating costs are just going kind of skyrocketing a little bit and need some breaks. Uh, We haven't been down there yet, but we definitely want to go. But I did see a number of reporters doing stories on this uh, Air and Space Museum they said, uh, quote, if things do not improve, it could be this year, said the museum's executive director. I would say months. So hopefully this bill gets pushed through the local legislature and they are given some kind of a break to um, get their expenditures back. I guess anything helps them out because I guess they were talking about the heating costs are almost like over doubled now and things like this. So uh, contributions probably would be... Um, really nice to have and other things like that. Yeah, we're going to go there. I told my wife, we need to go check this out. We haven't been. I don't think we live too far from this anyway. But uh, yeah, so um, hopefully they will get some good news in the near future and they're going to be able to keep their doors open. Also, there was a, a cool little story locally about, I guess this was a, on one of the um, roads in one of these, uh, in Rogers County here. Uh, there was a spacecraft on the side of the road it wasn't really a it was a, it was a roadside attraction let's see it's here in uh, Wingenon wing it's called the Wingenon space capsule w i n g a n o n Wingenon and this is on the side of the road near that that area there 
And it, what it was, I guess, it was a cement uh, mixer. Uh, <laughs> it was the, the, well, what do they call that? The, the, the tub, the tank that goes on the back of a cement truck. And so I guess because they had an accident there, they had an accident, this thing was just laying there. And some artists went out there and, I guess, over the years, painted it to look like different things. Now it looks like a space capsule. Uh, pretty cool. I got some pictures. One of the older pictures, when it was brand new, uh, and then some of the uh, older pictures, I mean, some of the newer pictures, it shows kind of like what it looks like now. And this is from the uh, news story. But, yeah, they're looking to, I guess there's some road construction going to be happening, so they're going to need to move this. Hopefully, I guess it's been there for years because it's actually got its own web page, and there's hundreds of pictures of people uh, posing with this this. The cement mixer um, piece, the <laughs> where they actually mix the cement. What the, I can't even think of what the the darn thing is called. What they call that in the back of a cement mixer, the mixer portion of the, uh, the cement mixer. But um, and it's laying there, and it's all painted up like a you know in the United States. It says NASA on the side. It's got the American flag, and it used to have some retro jets there, retro rockets on the back end. But now those are no longer there. But anyway, it's it's there. I actually wrote them. I said, "Hey, I, this would make a nice yard decoration for my my backyard. I'm I'm on a a pond, and uh, we have a, a public trail that's right near it there, and people can see it. But I think it's probably too big for my yard. I think I don't think my HOA would approve that anyway. But it'd be kind of cool to have a a big old space capsule looking thing in my my backyard there like that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we want to go check that out. Like I said, hopefully." They probably won't have to move it too far, I don't think. And hopefully it'll still stay near the area where it's at now. Because it is on it's a it's a it's a roadside attraction. And it's it's on different websites as a it's listed as a roadside attraction. So we'll see what happens with this uh, cement mixer slash space capsule. Well, that's it. Until next time. Thank you.